Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey there, fellow 20-somethings. It's your girl, Sydney Winter. And guess what? The wait is finally over. Season four of Crying in Public is here, and I'm flying solo for the very first time. That's right. No co-host to rein me in. Just me and myself in the mic. From relationships to careers and all the awkward encounters in between, we're covering it all. So Mark your calendars and set your reminders because Crying in Public is dropping its juiciest season yet. Listen to the new season of Crying in Public on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Former Brother Evo, welcome to Lovely Las Vegas for Coast to Coast Soups with myself, Greg Eves Peterson, now part of the Beast and Family Podcast. We're going to do a two-part podcast here as main part of this interview is going to be talking to John Martin. He does great work over at ESPN 92.9 out in the lovely city of Memphis. On top of that, does some work with the Daily Memphian along with Field of 68. We're going to be taking a look at the American today because I do think that this is a very interesting conference because you've got a lot of realignment. No longer do you have the likes of Houston and Central Florida in there, but you bring in UAB, you bring in Florida Atlantic. So I'm going to pose to him the question of, does it bode better for the teams that have been in the conference for a long time, sort of know the lay of the land, or is it better for a team that's just coming into the conference to be able to catch these teams a little bit more off guard? We're going to take a look at the moves that have been made in the American this offseason as well. We're going to just touch upon the overall landscape of college basketball. We're going to look at Grant Nelson heading on over to Alabama, Arthur Kaluma heading over to Kansas State, and we're going to get his thoughts on a team or two that's flying a little bit under the radar. And one of these teams, they were a part of one of those big moves that we saw over the last week or so in the transfer portal as to a team that is a little bit under the radar that could be able to make some noise this season. So we're going to have a great chat with John here in segment number one. We did see a few guys enter into the transfer portal. So we're going to give you guys a little bit of a roundup there. And if you do have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at and underscore one Keep in mind, letters the M, they mean does not matter. So as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. The other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you are able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. And I know that some of you guys have been asking if we're going to see a lot more portal movement here in the offseason. And are we going to see moves? Yes. Are we going to see big-time moves? A few, but not a lot. Like Paul Mukehi, who was over at Rutgers. Nice little do-it-all player. He's in the transfer portal. I do think that Antonio Reeves, sooner rather than later, is going to be in the transfer portal as well. I mean, we saw a few guys on Tuesday enter in as well. So you're going to get a lot of ancillary pieces. You're going to have your walk-ons, things of that nature. And this is a prime time for some of these unclaimed junior college guys to latch onto a school. And sometimes those are big moves. Now, not everyone that averaged 15 points per game at the junior college level is going to turn out to be the next Demoya Hozier or anything like that, but you're going to see some moves like that, but a lot of the larger moves have been made, which is why I am starting up doing more conference previews. Expect the 
America East and the Atlantic tend to be done within the next seven days. And I'm working on the Big South as well. So expect all three of those within the next, I would say, 12 to 13 days. So a lot more conference previews are going to be coming your way because a lot of the hay is in the barn in terms of these off-season moves, in terms of what we've seen in the transfer portal. No doubt about it, we are going to be seeing some movement in. Even if I have already previewed that conference during the offseason, I will certainly be taking new information into account. I will be making some revisions. As most of you guys know, I do a little bit of a just big giant write-up for VEASAN every offseason with all these teams. They call it the VEASAN College Basketball Betting Guide. So I always note those changes if there is a change from the podcast preview that I do to the publication of that, but I do think that a lot of these bigger moves, they have already been done, but I mean, we do have a few guys that they did enter into the transfer portal on Tuesday, like Dennis J. Harris. I think he was supposed to go to one of the SEC schools. I actually forget which school he was supposed to go to, but I mean, he's back out there in the transfer portal after last season. He was a solid player over at Southern Miss. 8.9 points, 5.5 boards, not a guy that's going to go out there and shoot threes or anything like that, but you know what? Someone that's able to do a relatively solid job down low, six foot seven. He's able to hit some mid-range jumpers. Not a guy that's gonna go and take a bunch of threes or anything like that, but a solid player if you're looking for a little bit of a late ad. We did see Dwayne Posey. He last season was playing over at Alabama State. He has decided that he is gonna be going to Northwestern State, a Northwestern State team that they certainly are in a little bit of transition, so that hurts them a little bit. But for Dwayne Posey, he was able to put up seven and a half points, five boards per contest, big for a Northwestern State team that they're just looking for bodies at this point because when it came to the coaching move that was made with Corey Gibson heading on over to Austin P, he took the top three scores from the team last year with them. This is not a guy in Posey that really pops threes. Six foot seven guy that was really just a little bit more confined to being down low, but certainly that is going to be helpful for a Northwestern State team that is going to have a little bit of a tough time, in my opinion, in the Southland with losing Gibson in the offseason. Deshaun Jackson was playing at Washington State had transferred over to Charlotte, could not get out there on the floor last season. He's back in the transfer portal. This is a nice piece. If you're someone that is struck out in the transfer portal, I'm looking at you, Kentucky, and could use someone down low. Someone that in his most recent year at Washington State, the 2021-22 campaign, six points, four boards, a little bit over a block per contest. Again, not someone that's going to be popping threes, but a six foot ten, two thirty-five pound big guy that if you need him to come in off the bench, give you good minutes as a center, even at the power conference level, that's big. If you're a mid-major program looking for someone to start down low, that is solid as well. Wildens Levique decided that he is going to be transferring from UMass as well. Once again, another relatively solid big man. Last year at UMass, five and a half points, four and a half boards, a little bit over a block per contest, and proved that he was able to do it at the SEC level two seasons ago. A block, six and a half points, four and a half boards. Not someone that's going to light it up. Not someone that's going to provide you a lot of versatility as it felt like that was a theme of guys that entered into the transfer portal on Tuesday. But someone that's a nice big body that is able to help out down low. So we did see a couple additions into the transfer portal. And we're going to see more of these throughout the offseason. A lot of the big ticket items have been taken care of. But some of these pieces that we think, oh, they're probably not going to contribute a lot. Sometimes they turn out to be some of the biggest pieces. Like I'm looking at a guy by the name of Keontae Johnson that last year he had yet to commit to Kansas State at this time. As a matter of fact, that did not happen until the late summer. So there's still a lot to be had in the transfer portal right now. And I'm going to keep you guys abreast of all the moves on this podcast. And a man that has his finger on the pulse of college basketball as well, that'd be John Martin. He does great work over at 92.9 ESPN in Memphis. 
does a great job over at the Field of 68 coming up next. We're going to get the lay of the land in the American, and we're going to be taking a look at some of the recent transfer moves that are of consequence, and a team that he feels is starting to rise up the board and is a little bit under the radar with a move that they made a few days ago. That's up next right here on Coast Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Peterson, now a part of the Houston Family Podcast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are you ready to become a winning sports better? Schedule a call with SBIA to find out how their service can make you a long-term winning player. They've developed an innovative algorithm that maximizes units return, and they are so confident in their system that they offer a money-back guarantee. Sign up by October 31st and get their NBA package at no cost until they reach 10 net units. They treat sports betting like a business. So if you want to learn how to make your sports betting dreams a reality, visit them at SBIA1.com and check them out on social media at SBIA Sports. 
Welcome back to the Lucky Las Vegas for Discus Heaps with myself, Greg Heaps Peterson, now a part of the Visa Family Podcast, and it is great to be joined by this man as John Martin is doing a great job holding it down in the great city of Memphis, Tennessee. Here we catch him on 92.9 ESPN. On the show, Jason and John, that is every Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 2 o'clock p.m. Central Time, so if you're out here on the West Coast, that is 9 to noon. He does a great job. Over at the Daily Memphian as well. He hosts over at the Field of 68. So he does a little bit of everything and he does so also well. And you're able to follow John Martin on Twitter at John Martin929. And that is J O H N John, as I know that there are some with an H, some with no H. This John has an H, and he's also A W whenever we get him on the show. John, always great to get you aboard. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, the H is silent, but it's important. I appreciate that. Absolutely. It is very important to always get great guests on the show. And we certainly have one here in you, John. And John, what have you made just out of the moves that we've seen in the American this offseason? Because it is a different looking conference. No longer is there going to be that juggernaut in Houston that everyone is looking to track down. Now, we've got the teams like Florida Atlantic, UAB coming in and really like what UAB has done in the JUCO market as well. But what has been your overall outlook on this conference during the offseason? Because I do think that a lot of the individual teams have made some relatively solid moves. I think Florida Atlantic probably takes the place, you know, for a year of of that top of the crop in Houston. I mean, amazingly, in the age of the transfer portal and, you know, teams not able to hold on to their players because of NIL or, or, or what have you. Florida Atlantic has managed to do that. You know, everybody's coming back for them. Elijah Martin is coming back for them. John L. Davis is coming back for them. And my guess is John L. Davis will probably be preseason AAC player of the year or Elijah Martin. I mean, take your pick, to be honest. Sometimes the biggest moves are the ones that don't happen. And I think in the case of Florida Atlantic, that's what you're dealing with. They brought everybody back, which, uh, you know, Dusty May didn't move on to a different job. There just really wasn't one out there that made sense for him in particular cycle. And so I think Florida Atlantic got pretty lucky in that in that regard. You know, Andy Kennedy's always going to keep a tough team. I suspect even though they're losing Jelly Walker, you know, they're going to be a very tough out as they always are. You know, hard-nosed, guard the ball. Probably not, you know, the most skilled team in the country, but can beat you just because they want it more than you do. You have a, a team like Memphis, you know, that has a lot of things in flux there with Mikey Williams and what's going to happen with him in a few weeks here with his preliminary hearing. But they just added David Jones, who was a double-digit scorer in the Big East. You know, they brought in a former AAC Player of the Year in Caleb Mills, really solid defender, and TFIL Leonard from MTSU and also USA Defender. So I think the top of the AAC, as it usually is, is pretty solid. I think when you get past those three, it's pretty iffy. But I think it has a chance to be, you know, Tulane is bringing back, you know, a couple of their best players. They lost one to LSU, but they're bringing back two others. So, you know, I think those four, I mean, quite honestly, I think they could compete, you know, in most leagues. But, you know, when you start getting past those where, you know, the question marks come in. Yep, there certainly are a few question marks with regards to some of the teams in this conference. There is a lot of moving parts because we know that with a few of the conferences down south, there has been a lot of moving parts like the Sun Belt from three years ago to now looks nothing like it used to because this conference is bringing in a lot of teams from Conference USA as well. I mean, man, that is the conference that it doesn't look the same. And when you've got a lot of moving parts like what is happening with the Sun Belt, Conference USA, the American, do you think it bodes a little bit better for the teams that are coming into the conference or the teams that have been in the conference for quite a while? Because I always do think that it's really interesting when it comes to realignment and We've seen a lot of success stories with teams 
coming into a conference, you're number one. They take it by storm. The most famous, in my opinion, was Louisville winning the national title in their one and only year in the mm-hmm. American. I think that few people remember that, but I thought that that was always very interesting. And then you see other examples like Loyola Chicago last year going to the A-10, and it was a big, giant flop for them. Yeah, no, I think about Memphis as an example because I'm here and I followed them for a long time. When they made the jump from CUSA to the American, you know, once upon a time, they they dominated Conference USA every single year. I mean, they would go 16-0 and pretty regularly, even under Josh Pastner. I mean, obviously Cal dominated, but even under Pastner, they were having undefeated seasons and running through the conference tournament. And then when they jumped up to the American, you know, of course, as you mentioned, Louisville was there, UConn was there. But even after those teams left, like, it just has not been the same for them. There is more parity, you know, in college basketball in this day and age where there are just good players scattered around. And it's not as concentrated once upon a time as it used to be. The same 30 programs have all the good players. Like, I think, you know, there's just a lot of talent around the country. I think any team that's jumping up, which is, you know, North Texas jumping up, you know, those kind and plus they're replacing their coach. Those are the teams I think that are going to struggle. UAB is going to struggle. It's just a different caliber of competition, even though a lot of their, you know, programs that they were playing in conference USA are coming with them. You know, now they got to play Memphis. Now they got to play Temple on the road. Now they got to play, you know, Tulane. There aren't as many, but there are still some quality basketball programs here in the American. So you're always going to have a few years of an adjustment period when you're changing conferences, you know, especially if you're coming from a very, very much mid-major league. You know, CUSA, you had basically, you know, two or three teams, usually closer to two every single year if you want to throw MTSU in there. But by and large, you know, UAB knew it was basically just, you know, North Texas every single year in terms of winning that league. It's a little different now. Again, weaker, right? Weaker because Houston's gone. Cincinnati is gone. UCF, even though they've underachieved recently, you know, still certainly a team that could beat you at their place. But yeah, I mean, there are some sneaky teams in the American. It's always a two or three year adjustment period that I've found for the teams that are jumping up a level. But I think that you're right on point there. And I do think that it's going to be fascinating to see how these teams do make the move over to the American as it's going to be a very different looking conference here for the 2023-24 season as John Martin, who does great work over at 92.9 ESPN out there in Memphis, is joining me on Coast to Coast Hoops. And when it comes to the American as well, I know that Memphis is going to be one of those teams that are going to be at the top. You just laid out the moves that they make and You've got DeAndre Williams, who he's going to be able to rent the team's rental car when he wants to because, well, he's been in college for quite a while. I always think that that's a fun story to take a look at, one of the effects that we've seen with COVID. But that said, when it comes to this conference, is there any sleeper or two that you take a look at? Because I take a look at what East Carolina has done this year, and I don't think East Carolina has won the conference by any stretch of the imagination. But I think that this is one of those teams that – with a little bit of realignment, with a lot of moving parts in this conference, that they're a team that's going a little bit under the radar. They've been able to keep quite a few of the pieces that they had last year and a little bit of a regime change in the fold. And I think that they've done a good job of being able to mix and match, bringing in a guy like a Cam Hayes, bringing in Bobby Pettiford, a former top 100 recruit of Kansas. I think that that's exactly what East Carolina needs to elevate from being a little bit more of a bottom feeder in the conference to perhaps being in the conversation of like a top four, top five spot in the American. I think the sleeper is Tulane because nobody's going to be talking about them. I don't know. I saw them sweep Memphis in the regular season last year, and they only lost Cook to LSU, but they're bringing back Jalen Forbes. They're bringing back Kevin Cross. Ron Hunter's doing a really good job there. So I think in terms of sleepers, yeah, like it would not shock me. I don't know what their um, 
I don't know what their non-conference looks like, but it would not shock me if they were in the mix for a top three spot in the American. I mean, they're just experienced and they have a lot. Of, like, it's amazing to me that, that most of those guys came back. You know, it's hard for Tulane to hold on to guys like that. So I would say if I had to, like, pick a, you know, a non-name brand, you know, they were 20 and 11. They were third last year, right? So I'm, it's not even that, that hot of a take. But yeah, I mean, they're bringing back two of their top three scores and maybe they vie for, you know, a top two finish in, in the league. So Tulane is one of those very, very, very sneaky teams that I could see, like, you know, again, depending on what their non-conference looks like, I don't have it in front of me. Like maybe they could be in the mix for uh, an at-large. Maybe the American could be a potential, you know, three or four bid league, you know, there with UAB, depending on what they do. It would not, it would not surprise me in year one. Now, again, Florida Atlantic is, as you know, Greg, a team that will only be as good as long as Dusty May is there. And the minute that he is gone, they will go back to, you know, being irrelevant. It, it's just, it's not a program that is sustainable. It's not a program that has any kind of tradition or history beyond what they did this past year. They don't have a fan base that, that could support it, right? That's just a coach-based thing. But in the grand scheme of things, look, Memphis doesn't want to be here. Memphis wants to be in the Big 12. You know, there were some reports last week that the Big 12 visited with Memphis that were later denied by Brett Yormark, but there was some semantics possibly involved. They don't want to be here. But if I was trying to spin it positively, I would say, hey, could it be a two or three bid league every year, sort of like the old American was with Houston? I mean, Cincinnati wasn't going to the tournament. UCF wasn't going to the tournament. It's not that much worse. You, you basically just lose a guaranteed tournament team every single year in Houston. But UAB goes to the tournament, right? They go to the tournament very consistently. Maybe Tulane with under Ron Hunter can can finally break through as well. But I'd say Tulane would be my sleeper in the American. Yeah, but I do think that with Tulane, they should be able to elevate a little bit more. Now, you do lose one to Jalen and Jalen Cooks, which that is a little bit rough for them. But at the same time, they still have done a nice job here in the transfer portal. They bring in so many guys like Asayan James, who I think has good versatility. Kevin Cross last year was solid as well. If they could just find a little bit more depth, because this is a team that they look to run it and gun it, so these guys get tired towards the end of games. I think that they have a chance to really be able to make some noise. And speaking of making some noise, a lot of the big pieces in the transfer portal the last few days have come off the board. We saw Grant Nelson go over to Alabama. We saw Arthur Kaluma decide that he is going to Kansas State. I think that pickings are getting relatively slim for any team that is looking to be able to pick up guys in the transfer portal, fortunately. I think that you'd agree with me a lot of the teams in the American that you thought were going to make moves. I've already made moves. Memphis has added like five or six guys in the transfer portal. They relatively said Florida Atlantic, you knew that they really weren't going to be adding anyone. They're just bringing everyone back. But in terms of these teams that they're looking for someone, I'm looking at you, Kentucky. I think that it's really getting to be the 11 and a half hour for them because, man, there's not a lot available for them. And the teams that were able to pick up guys like Alabama and Kansas State should be very feeling very fortunate about the pickups that they got in. These are big-time moves that they did get. You can always add a grad transfer. Those are always out there. Those guys can transfer whatever they want. And so I think the recruiting process for some of those guys is very much still ongoing. But yeah, Greg, it's June 13th, okay? If you haven't gotten your recruiting done what are you freaking doing? <laughs> I mean, it just, you know, for Memphis, there are some extenuating circumstances because, you know, you have the pending court case with Mikey Williams and we'll see what, again, we'll see what happens in, in that preliminary hearing. But I mean, that's a felony charge in the state of California. I mean, you're out there on the West Coast. You know how strict California is with guns. If, it was, if this was Tennessee, he'd have been given some kind of medal, medallion or something like that. But in California, you know, it's a felony charge. So we'll see if his reputation precedes him in terms of does that get reduced? Does that get thrown out? out i have my doubts based on the details of that incident but memphis is not done they're not done they can't be i mean they they there's just too much uncertainty right now but but yeah for the most part 
you know, you've got your core. They want to bring back DeAndre Williams and get him that last year. They've got their starting backcourt there with Caleb Mills and David Jones. You have Chandler Lawson there coming back. So you add Leonard. So you, you pretty much have your 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 core. We're assuming DeAndre gets that waiver. But I still think they would like to add one or two more pieces if they can. Again, whether that be Mikey, whether that be somebody else because he can't make it. You know, Penny has always historically been a guy that's worked late. He added Jalen Dern and Amani Bates in August. For him, I think the uh, cycle is just getting started. But yes, for most programs, they have their team. And they're going through, you know, practices. They're going through drill works now. They, they're, they're the first summer sessions getting underway. So that's what regular college basketball programs are doing. So yes, we are into June. It is baseball season, Greg. Yeah, if you're doing your job, you're you have your team pretty much assembled. Yep, I'm right there with you. And just in terms of what we've seen over the last few days in the transfer portal, how big did you think it was that Grant Nelson did go over to Alabama? Because Alabama was one of those teams that I was thinking that they were going to be a top 25 team. They lose a lot from last year, but Mm -hmm. I thought that this was one of the best fits that we've seen in the transfer portal. Alabama team that's looking to run in and gun it. So that just traditional bulky big man that doesn't have a lot of versatility, doesn't fit their system, bringing in someone in Grant Nelson who's able to handle, someone that's able to run the floor. I thought that this was a tremendous fit for Alabama and one of the best I've seen really all offseason. Yeah, Grant feels like a guy that's a good fit, you know, pretty much anywhere. Can score it around the basket. Not exactly the, you know, the 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 greatest shooter from three, but, uh, you know, a guy that you certainly – you know, do have to guard. But yeah, I mean, I just feel like that's a, t- a type of guy who in Nate's offense, you know, you're grabbing those rebounds, you're getting out in transition, you're pushing it. You can make a play for yourself, do something for somebody else, can trail. I mean, he does all of that. So it's a good get. I don't think he takes them, you know, to a championship conversation. But, you know, look, a lot of programs wanted this kid. And it's certainly more than, for example, as you mentioned, anything that Kentucky has done. So somebody needs to poke John Calipari and make sure you know he's awake. Because I don't know what's going on in, in Lexington. Somebody needs to wake him up. It's June, John. But yeah, good addition. And I suspect Alabama will be you know, in the discussion once again for a top three or four seed. Nate does a great job there. And yeah, getting good players usually helps you do that. Yes, we do have John Martin of 92.9 ESPN in Memphis joining me right here on Coast to Coast Hoops. And John, just want to give you the floor here in terms of what we've seen this offseason. We've talked a lot about the American. We've talked a little bit about some of the recent moves. Is there a team or two that you feel like is flying under the radar with what they've done this offseason? And you feel like they should be getting a little bit more love for the way that they've been able to maneuver things and upgrade their roster. What Kansas State did last week with Arthur Kaluma was a really, really solid addition. I know it just happened. That's a team that was right there, one went away from the Final Four. You know, what a way to replace an All-American there, Keontae Johnson, by going out there and getting the highest-ranked guy who was still in the portal. Uh, I'm a big fan of Jerome Tang. Does a fantastic job. Those players believe in him. I mean, you don't get to the Elite Eight that quickly in your first season unless that's happening. You know, you've got Kaluma, you've got Tyler Perry there from North Texas, who was a really good player last year for them. Average 17 a game on 41% shooting from three. So I actually can't stay once again has very quietly put themselves in a position to compete in the Big 12. I know everybody will focus on Kansas and, and adding Hunter Dickinson and everything like that. They'll be the favorite. Maybe they should be. But I think Kansas State has really made some good moves. Never easy to replace two All-Americans, but I think they've done as good a job as you possibly can. So I think Kansas State, do I think they're going to make an Elite Eight run again? Possibly. I don't rule it out. So I think I'd go with Kansas State. Jerome Tang, once again, you know, proving that he is, you know, very quickly becoming one of the forces to be reckoned with in college basketball. And with Kansas State, 
They pretty much had to build that roster on the fly. They had Marquis Noel return from last year along with Masood as well. And that said, they didn't have a whole lot of lot else. Jerome Tang was able to build that thing mm-hmm. brick by brick all the way to the Elite Eight. We shall see if they're able to do that once again this year. And a man that brick by brick he has built a great platform. That is you, John. You do an absolutely tremendous job taking a look at the game of college basketball, but you run your own show that you take a look at a little bit of everything as well out there in the great city of Memphis. You're on from 11 to 2 Central Time over there at the ESPN affiliate in Memphis. You do a great job with the Daily Memphian as well. So love to get people at home. You know it's all on tap for you and how people are able to follow along on social media and other platforms. Obviously, we'll be locked into you know Game Five of the of the Stanley Cup. It's a big one in Memphis. We love hockey in Memphis. We're a huge hockey market. That's a joke. I'm just a degenerate. So I will be obviously watching that one with a vested interest. But I'm on Twitter at John Martin nine two nine. As you mentioned, you can read me at dailymemphian.com. Listen to me on 929ESPN.com from 9 to noon, your time out there in Las Vegas, beautiful Las Vegas. So always appreciate you having me on, Greg. It's a blast. I can't wait to get back out to Las Vegas. I was there for the Super Bowl last year, I guess earlier this year. There is no place on this planet that I like being more than Las Vegas. So I cannot wait to get back out there and see you and, and hang out and be a part of all the hustle and bustle there. It's a beautiful place, my friend. You're very, very lucky to be there. I am very lucky to be here. And trust me, growing up in the great state of Wisconsin, I do not miss not having to shovel snow during the winters as well. That has been a very nice upgrade. And always nice to be in a 24-7 city as a man that works hard 24-7, 365 on Leap years, 366 days a year. That'd be John Martin. It was great to be able to get him aboard today. A big thanks to John for joining me on Cuscus now part of the Visa Family Podcast. And if you do like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, Cuscus Hoops, you're able to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at unit underscore D1. Keep in mind, letters M, they mean does not matter. So as per usual, please do send these in to the timeline. And the other way, that's find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five star review. I'm with you guys every single day on this podcast. I have not taken a day off in, well, over 1,200 days. So I'll be with you guys, rain or shine. And as I mentioned in segment number one, we're going to be doing a lot of conference previews within the next 14 days. So be on the lookout for that. And always appreciate chatting at you guys. And that means I'm coming at you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.